0: guest today is the owner of a pole dance studio here in portland oregon she began learning these skills as an exotic dancer at a club in salem she is also studying to complete her engineering degree i had an awesome time talking with her and asking a million questions about pole dancing and what it is like to get hired and work as an exotic dancer here is my friend julia Kita. so how the, the reason I, I saw you and I reached out to you is because I see that you give classes on pole dancing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how did you even get into that?
1: Um, so I've been pole dancing in total for about four and a half years. Um, so right after I turned 21, I actually started as an exotic dancer in college. Okay. Um, and I wasn't really expecting anything to come of that. I really had no knowledge about pole in general. Um, but the first day coming in there, um, and it was this really small club in, in Salem, Oregon. Um,
0: <laughs> They've strip clubs in Salem? <laughs> they do. How many?
1: I don't know exactly how many. I just went to this one in particular. I don't even know how I found them specifically.
0: But, um, well, take me through that thought process. You're just, you were 18, 21. You were 21. You have to be 21 unless it's a juice bar, right?
1: Um, no. So the club that I worked at, you could be 18 and work there, but, and I don't know about all clubs, how they operate like this, but you get walked around by like security, like to go on stage or to give like a private dance.
0: Yeah. Cause you can't drink. Right. Cause you
1: can't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they can get away with that. But 18-year-olds, like, they usually have to be in the dressing room unless they were supervised.
0: Yeah, that seems like a huge pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, they didn't like it at all. Yeah. It's, like, way less earning potential as well because, you know, if you're locked back, you know, where you can't be seen, nobody's going to, like, interact with you and want to, like, pay for a dance or something like that.
0: Yeah, so you – did you grow up in Salem?
1: No, I actually grew up here in in Portland and I was going to college at the time. Um, and this would have been my junior sophomore year that I started. Yeah.
0: And so you were inspired by the money opportunity. Why? why what
1: made you think, I'm gonna go be a dancer? There was a lot of things actually. Um, actually money wasn't the biggest draw to me. Okay. It was, mm, I have to think back actually, like why I really wanted to do it. Um, I think loneliness was a pretty big factor actually, just like wanting some way of connecting with people that were like, like me, like, I know that sounds weird. It's like, why would you go to a strip club to get that kind of interaction?
0: I think that's weird.
1: But, um... I think, like, coming into a strip club, there is just a certain type of person that does work there, like the girls. Um, There's just kind of something that you feel connected with for some reason. I don't know if it's like... Uh, And like the stereotype is, oh, they've, you know, they've gone through like some traumatic event or something that's made them, you know, want to come into the club and work or whatnot. And maybe it's that, who knows. Um, But it's always been kind of a welcoming environment for me. Hmm. And yeah, you feel uncomfortable because, you know, you're wearing little to nothing a lot of the time. But it's also this place of escapism as well.
0: So you wanted to relate to the other dancers.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say I made friends, though. It just felt like a place where I could step out of reality as well. Okay. Because you kind of become a different person.
0: Okay, I get that.
1: You, you have a different name. You move different. You talk different to people. It's like unplugging from real life and just kind of being someone else.
0: Yeah. Okay, and, Yeah, but you didn't know that until you started doing
1: it, right? No, I guess to answer your qu- I don't really know how to answer your question. Like, <laughs> I really don't know what the main draw was, to be honest. I remember what was happening. I was actually at my grandma's house of all places. Um, and I call this club up in Salem, and I'm like, hey, are you hiring? i was like, yeah, we're always hiring. Come in today. It was it was literally like a few weeks after I turned 21. Okay. Um. And I, I go in to this really small, like, seedy-looking club. I'm super nervous. Um, and it's daytime, so it's not like there's that many customers around. Um, and I just see the DJ, and he's like, come with me, like, sign this paper. I don't actually remember, like, auditioning, because that's a thing that you do.
0: They made you sign a paper before you had even done anything?
1: Mm-hmm. For what? I I think it was like a liability thing. I was really like, (laughs) I didn't really know what was happening. Um,
0: Do you want to say the club or is that not important?
1: I can say it. it. It was called Sugar Shack at the time. I don't know if they changed it. They're always kind of like flipping ownership. Yeah. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I walked in and it was just like, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. Like, this is horrible. Uh, But then, like, the DJ catches me and is like, well, let's just, like, try it out. And, you know, I didn't have any, like, official dancer wear. Like, I didn't have heels. I didn't have, like, you know, the stuff that they usually wear. Um, And then he's like, well, we have spare heels in the back. So I just put a pair of those on. And I basically have the job from there.
0: Like, Wasn't that so awkward? It was really awkward. <laughs> you're just like wearing someone else's shoes. Yeah. You've never done, you've never danced before. And they're just yeah. like, okay, cool. You're hired.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, you're in little to nothing and it's just like, and yeah, you're just super like me, especially being extremely in- introverted and like very body conscious at the same time as most young women are. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's, Did they ask you to get naked right there on the first day?
1: No. No? It wasn't a club. Like some clubs do require like, okay, top and bottom. Like top first song and then take your bottom off the second one. Mm-hmm. But they they weren't like that. Which is why it was like, it could have been way worse if it was like, one of those clubs. Like you have to do this or that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you ca- you got to be comfortable with getting naked, right? That's like part of the. And so you going in there, I mean, you obviously knew that was part of the job, but still mm-hmm. it was like pretty difficult, right?
1: Yeah, it yeah. was super uncomfortable. I don't think, I don't know, it's probably not normal for people to be comfortable with that. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then um, that's when I was introduced to Paul. That's where all of this comes from. Okay. Um, and so what, so you get hired <clears throat>
0: Did you, like, go out and buy clothes and heels and everything? Did they say you need to have X amount of outfits or something? No. No? No.
1: I mean, there are certain clubs, like, here in Portland, the the clubs are... Certain ones, not all of them, they're a little bit more, like, strict about, like, you have to wear so much, like, this much makeup, you have to do your hair. Hmm. We're, like, full glam, so you've got to have, like, the right outfits, you have to wear heels 100% of the time. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's just, like, kind of the, I guess, higher-end clubs in Portland. Well, it seems like
0: you would want – if the goal is to make money, you would want to do whatever – was necessary to get people to spend money, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't want to show up with like ketchup hanging <laughs> off your mouth and like a ripped pair of undies. or like, no. you'd want to look good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, I find that, why would they implement some sort of dress code? Is it because they take a cut of what you make?
1: At the, at like the more picky clubs? Like, yeah, like yeah. what you were talking about. Well, they also have an image to uphold. You know, like if they're known for girls that are a little bit, you know, like dustier looking, they're probably not going to get like as many clientele. But if it's like, oh my gosh, they have, the, they have like the best looking girls at so and so club, you know, they're going to be known for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've
0: never heard that term dusty before. <laughs> That's really good. I
1: use that. That girl's so dusty.
0: Uh, okay. So you show up, you're 21. And you were living with your grandma?
1: No, no, no. I was just staying with my grandma. Okay. That's like, Did it's you just t- an ironic place to have a call like that, you know? <laughs>
0: Did you tell your grandma that that's where you got a job?
1: No, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> like, it was a total secret at yeah. the time. I, I even had a, bar- a boyfriend at the time, and he didn't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because
0: he lived in Portland?
1: No, he was in, um, he was in the college town that I was living at.
0: What if he would have showed up at the club?
1: I, I you know... If he did, but like, I don't think he would have, you know, it's <laughs> like, what are, so the, what are the, he would probably go to Portland, you know, if he was going to yeah. do something like that. Mm-hmm. Not like some small town mm-hmm. club in Salem. Hmm.
0: Okay. So you go in there and you start working. Is it like 40 hours a
1: week? No, <laughs> no? no. Like they were really cool about the schedule too. You know, being in college full time, um, I could only like commit to like a Friday or a Saturday. So Usually, like, I, when I was, you know, not crazy busy, I would go in at noon on Saturday and leave at, like, 3 a.m. Just working all day. And
0: so what's a typical what's a typical shift like?
1: Um, the day shifts are way, like, calmer. Like, there's a few people. You can still make a fair amount of money in day shift. Just depends, like, who's coming in. It's, like, it's really just all chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the evenings, I would say 11 p.m. beyond. That's when things start getting crazy. Um, on, on, like, the weekends, like, a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah, it's just, like, so many people. Like, everybody wants to talk to you. Like, you never really get, like, time to, like, sit on your own unless you're 18 and you're in the back. But, yeah, and it's like you, you've got, like um, – uh, a lineup of of dancers like okay this person's on next this person this person mm-hmm. so
0: and you get to pick out the songs that you want to dance to
1: uh, that depends on the club as well yeah so the one that i was working at sometimes it depends on the dj too like sometimes they're a stickler for like no we just want to play this kind of music like so here in portland um there's a club casa diablo and they kind of stick to more like uh, rock and, you know, satanic music, I guess, because that's kind of their thing.
0: Is this out in Northwest? Um, I think it's right next to where I work.
1: It's like, it's kind of out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like on the way to St. Helens, right? Yeah. That's that's the
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. I worked there for a little while. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) I've
0: heard, I have a different friend who used to dance a long time ago. She worked in Vegas and some other places, and she said that's, like, the wildest club in Portland for whatever reason.
1: Um, I guess they're a little bit, like, they're different. That's for sure. Yeah, The poles are really nice, too, because they're, like, they're super tall. Um, you can you can do a lot of tricks on them, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like oh, wow. There.
0: I got a lot of questions. Um <laughs> So then uh, you go in on a Friday or Saturday. Things are pretty chill until 11, I imagine, because that's when everybody starts getting hammered. Mm-hmm. And so what what is it like? Did you appreciate the attention or was it gross or did it wear on you or was it always like, what was that
1: like? Mm, I mean, sometimes it would be wearing on me for sure. It's like you have to one way to phrase it like you have to you know you be attractive friendly kind and stuff like that to somebody you don't really know but it's an interaction at the end of the day they want something you want something um, but other times like I liked being with people you know talking to them and hmm. and hearing what they have to say and yeah I mean it's just kind of... Different people walk through the door and Mm -hmm. sometimes you're not going to like it. Sometimes it's, it's fine.
0: And so how often did people hit on you and try to go out with you?
1: All the time. Like, that's just something you're signing up for. (laughs) You know, I've gotten marriage proposals, (laughs) you know, you get your regulars coming in there and they're just like very persistent. Um, But those are the good ones because it's like a steady income almost of like, okay, this person's going to come in. They're probably going to give me... So and so much money and stuff uh-huh. like that.
0: And so, did anyone ever proposition you to do things outside of work?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's super common as well. Yeah, um, and some girls would play to that, you know, like uh, one that was very effective. And it's a weird one, but it's like, you know, kind of acting really drunk or like they're on something and be like, oh, yeah, like I'm, you know, and kind of guys being like, oh, okay, like she's. I don't know how to say it like she's vulnerable enough for me to kind of take advantage of this situation. So they
0: would act drunk on purpose mm-hmm. so that the guy would try to take advantage of them.
1: And then they'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to spend all my, I'm going to spend my time with this girl and like, you know, get dances from her, like, you know, Whoa. like if I kind of corner her with me for the evening, you know, maybe she'll come with me." So
0: And so then she'd just siphon all the cash <laughs> out of his pocket and then <laughs> Then it's like midnight, time to go home. She's like,
1: okay, I'll see you later. She's like totally (laughs) sober. Head back to the dressing room and that's the last you see of her. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to make money however you can. I don't know. I I don't see... I don't know. Humans do weird things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't see uh, why that could always be a bad thing. I mean... Like you said, it's like a transaction. You go to the club to see naked girls, and maybe you think you're going to go home with someone. I don't know why you would ever think that, but then you're giving money to someone. It's very transactional, and uh, it, it, it goes in line for me with uh, prostitution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, I don't know why that's legal. I don't know why you can't do what you want to with your body. Mm. Um, It's just a lot of those things get a bad rap and they get like a negative view from most of the people in the public, but you're you're allowed to do so many things you want to with your body. I mean, basically any job you have, you're sacrificing your body or your mind or your time. And that's really all any of us get is time. Mm-hmm. And so if your choice is to use your body to have sex with people or to dance with people or what, I don't know why there's such a big deal over that, you know?
1: I don't know. I don't really know <laughs> why either. I mean, I don't, I never really knew like the girls, like they never said like, oh, I'm going home with so-and-so afterwards or something like that. And I never caught on to it, but... I don't know. I guess maybe it's a safety thing as well. Like, but I don't know. People do it every day anyway. So, yeah.
0: so what was it like working with the girls? Is it? I mean, you said you weren't really friends with any of them. Are they kind of like cutthroat and mean, like no. a fucking mean girl club <laughs> or something? <laughs> I
1: mean, you got one or two. They're yeah. like more territorial. Like, I put my stuff here, kind of thing. You know. Um, but no, for the most part, they're they're really nice. They. You know, everybody's pretty lighthearted there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a typical day job, you know, like yeah. we have to get this thing done. You know, it's it's just, you know, everybody's kind of having fun and so many different backgrounds and uh, stories and stuff like that between them. And I don't know, like I, like I was saying, like there's just that common feeling of connection that I felt at least mm-hmm. when I was around
0: them. You, you probably don't get much time to really hear a ton about them right because you're not really together that often you're Mm -hmm. out dancing or or talking to other people or whatever
1: yeah and it's like a constant like rotation you know like new faces new faces coming in and out so Mm -hmm. but I guess that's not the case for all clubs like um, there's another one up here Kit Kat club and they've Mm -hmm. got like more regular girls working there I've been like not too many clubs up here but that one in particular, I know they have kind of like a tighter list of of people. Mm-hmm. So you're you're there
0: on a Friday or Saturday night, and you oh. you show up and you get dressed and everything, and then you just kind of walk around and talk to people and wait for your turn, and they'll call you, and you go up and dance, and then you just continue walking around. Did you ever, were you ever there and you're just like, oh man, I want to go home. This oh, yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There were a ton of times <laughs> like that, for sure. W- was it based on the job or was it based on like a bad interaction with someone? Like how, how many nights did you just meet some turd that was rude to you or something?
1: I, it doesn't really affect me. Like I yeah. just brush that kind of stuff off. Yeah. I mean, there's people that like follow you home and stuff like that, and that's kind of creepy, but. Um, like wait for you in the parking lot? Yeah, but you get like walked out yeah. with the security. I did have a time where like somebody like followed me in their car, though, and that was pretty creepy. But um, other than that, you know. <laughs> he
0: I, just really liked you.
1: I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, that's weird. It's a lot of trouble to go through. Like, oh, my God. And it's like an hour away from where I was. Yeah, located, so
0: he followed you for an
1: hour. No, I lost him, but okay. like,
0: but you could tell something was happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew it was him in the car, and he yeah. was for like twenty minutes
0: following me. Jesus, so. that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of like, I guess, danger to it in that aspect. And yeah, when my when my mom found out, for example, you know, that was the thing. Like, she was like, "You're in danger. Like, it's a safety thing." You know.
0: It's such a weird dynamic that, I don't know, it just doesn't really go the other direction. It's not like there's a bunch of strip clubs with naked dudes and women hanging out and getting hammered and then following those guys home. No. (laughs) It doesn't go that way.
1: No, not that I know of.
0: And yeah, that's like, it's like a legit concern for most women even in just like regular day life, right? Like I'm never, ever worried someone's going to follow me and kill
1: mm-hmm. me.
0: But like, that's like a legit concern, right? Especially yeah. if you're working at a club. Yeah. Some dude's drunk and then he thinks, I'm going to follow this girl home for an <laughs> hour and she's <laughs> going to fall in love with me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: Yeah. It's weird. This is, um, I forgot who told me this story, but it was like, just like a, a class of high school students and- and the teacher like holds up I actually have one like the uh, um like the mace cylinder thing uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about? and she holds it up she's like who knows what this is all the females raise their hands so and the guys are like i don't know like <laughs> and that kind of shows you the difference like between you know like oh i feel very comfortable walking around whereas these people don't you mm-hmm. know
0: so while you were there, you mostly felt safe, and the the bodyguards did a, a good mm-hmm. job of protecting you guys. Yeah, nothing.
1: Cool. Nothing bad ever happened to me.
0: Yeah. So, and what about uh, drinking and doing other stuff? Did Do, does that happen very often? Where the girls are drinking and mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, like there's you know girls who get drunk, actual drunk on the job and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I never touched the stuff when I was working. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm working, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's such a crazy job. So how long did you work there?
1: Mm, maybe about a year.
0: Yeah. Before I was found out.
1: <laughs> so um, that's why you
0: quit? Is mm-hmm. because other people found out?
1: It was my boyfriend at the time. He was the one that kind of
0: broke it, so. So why didn't you tell him?
1: Well, I mean, he would never understand something like that, you know. It would be like, oh, you're cheating you know yeah um and like i could see that it, w- it was a really bad relationship yeah like it was just one of those like super toxic like you should not be with this person kind of relationship um and we like, we really kept a lot of secrets from each other so it was just kind of a normal thing to be honest, just keep a really big part of your life away from this person. What, what did it feel like though
0: to, was it kind of like, uh, it seems like it could be like dangerous. Like you got this secret. You're yeah. Right?
1: I mean, that's kind of nice. <laughs> like, it seems
0: kind of cool in a way, right? Yeah. Like
1: oh, I'm living this ex- other life or something. Yeah. You know? No,
0: like you said earlier, you showed up at the club and you were, what was your name? If you don't mind. Kita. Keta? Mm-hmm. So you showed up and you were keta. You were basically like, you just like, yeah, became another person.
1: It's a switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's why it didn't really affect me whatsoever. You know, some people like that's a common thing that I'll hear from people like my mom, like, you know, are you okay? Like, you know, mentally, like, are you all right? Like, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. nothing has affected me that I know of, you know.
0: So how did he find out?
1: Um I well, we were hanging out and I don't typically wear makeup uh-huh. and it was like and I only wear makeup at the club usually. And um I, he asked me like uh, are you wearing makeup or something? And I was like, no I only wear that on the weekend. I'm like and he was, like, a really suspicious person, so he just starts drilling me with questions and stuff. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm just going to tell him. And I did, and it was really bad. <laughs> we stayed together after he found out, but I stopped.
0: Did he ask to come watch you? No. No? No. So he knew he was pissed, and you kept doing it, but he didn't want to come see it.
1: No, I stopped it. Oh, you
0: it. stopped right mm-hmm. then. Okay. Okay. Yeah do you miss it
1: yeah i i really like the performance aspect of it actually okay like i over the time working there like that that's where pole came in like i really really like dancing so
0: were you a dancer before
1: no no i had no dance experience prior
0: okay so i gotta go back then because i wanted to ask this and i forgot what how how do you figure out what to do did, was there, like, a a mama hen
1: figure that's like,
0: <laughs> come here, girl. I'm going to show you how to click those heels together.
1: Kind of. I mean, I guess everybody's experience is different. But the DJ, like, just brings this girl over to me. And he's like, hey, show, show her some stuff on the pole. And I remember she walks me up to the stage. And I touch the thing, and it starts moving. And that's actually something a lot of people don't know is that poles move on their own. Like, they spin. All road. of them? Mm, I mean, not all of them, but um, most of the poles you'll see in clubs spin.
0: I did not know that. Yeah, I thought right. you were spinning. <laughs> no. The pole is spinning. Okay. Yeah.
1: So there's there's two modes of, of pole. Static, doesn't move, and then spin. It moves on its own. And I think the hardest part of spin pole is just kind of like knowing how to create that momentum momentum, and, and controlling your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was basically what she was teaching me, like, you mm-hmm. know, just put your hands here and kind of and I do not recommend the strip club it's like the best place to actually learn how to pole dance like you get a lot of just like information thrown at you some <laughs> of it's legit and other parts it's like I don't think
0: so yeah well I mean it's kind of based on the skill level of whoever's training you right
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah I over over time and a lot of girls will do this like they they want to get better at it you know it's fun it's a lot of fun. And yeah, you, you get more, more and more tricks in your toolbox, and you build on it. And, yeah, and then you really start enjoying the performance aspect of it. And yeah, I always thought. Yeah,
0: so if in the rest of your life, like in regular day, it, when you'd hear a song that you usually dance to, would you like? visualize different things that you would do mm-hmm. when you got there yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure right
1: you, you know if, even to this day like i'll hear a song that sounds nice and i just like start seeing things in my head like yeah i could do that so you know <laughs> you know yeah um which is which just made me like uh listen to a lot more music because mm-hmm. it's like oh like the song makes me feel this way so i'm gonna perform to it this way mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah yeah hmm
0: Yeah. Music has that really cool quality where, I mean, it's tied to emotion, right? Mm -hmm. So no matter, I mean, you could hear the same song a hundred times and it could remind you of your grandma that died or dancing in the club or a boyfriend that broke up with you and you're just like walking around Target and then you hear it come on. You're like, fuck, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's so weird like that. There's so many times I hear a song that like I didn't even know that I had a memory associated with like something from the 90s when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then I'll like instantly be at a baseball field or something like, I don't know. I can't think of like a good thing, but like it'll just like transport you right back to wherever you were.
1: Yeah. It's so weird how that happens kind of the same with, like, smells, too. Yeah,
0: no, smells for sure.
1: <laughs> Those are stronger for me, honestly. Like, I'll get a whiff of something, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this whole time period of my life flashed before me within, in half a second.
0: Yeah. W- what about smells at the club? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's a really strong trigger for me. Really? Like, I still have, like, perfumes that I used to wear. Uh-huh. And I, I can't even wear them anymore because it's, uh- like, it's such a strong, like, emotional. yeah attachment to this period of my life Mm -hmm. so
0: for sure so when when you were there and uh they're teaching you how to do everything how long did it take you to kind of get a grasp on it i mean did you did you like flop down on the ground and like hurt your neck like how long did it take you to like figure out what you were doing
1: Mm -hmm. and they weren't like super tall poles it was like maybe nine feet and you can do stuff on a nine foot pole, but it's like experimenting on a nine foot pole was a little bit more tricky, but yeah, I mean, I, I picked it up pretty easily. I think, um, I, I was into weightlifting prior to this. So I did have a fair amount of strength going into it. So that definitely helped me I think.
0: Yeah. Where, where does most of the strength, come from is it your arms or your legs
1: um everything (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess not so much like your legs but a lot of core um your back is super important your shoulders people think it's like biceps and stuff i mean it is but a lot of it is just like all like everything up here Mm -hmm. is engaged even your you know your glutes get engaged your i mean your legs i guess don't don't do so much unless you're doing like floor work maybe but yeah
0: so would you go to the gym all the
1: time to kind of prep for it no. no no even now like i <laughs> i have a full gym membership and i don't go to the gym <laughs> because like why would i need to like i've got pole and it just makes you really strong. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Like you don't have to actually like, okay, twelve more reps, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna do this combo and have fun with it.
0: Okay. So just working out daily on the pole just tones everything oh, and, yeah. and keeps it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's you know I mean it's work. Yeah. But it's nice. I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So you kind of Got into it, they were teaching you, and it was pretty easy to to get to a good spot. And was that the only thing that you were doing to make money while you were in college? Or did you have another job? No, I was it. So how much were you making a a weekend or a night or whatever?
1: It varied, like sometimes five hundred or a thousand. Yeah, and that's in Salem, so it's it's pretty decent.
0: So that's what's kinda interesting to me is that that was not part of the reason that you started doing it.
1: I mean, having that money is cool, you know? Like I can buy groceries and stuff this week, you know? Um, But no, it wasn't like a huge draw. Like I wasn't, I need money. Like I have to pay for college, stuff like that. It wasn't really that.
0: So then why not not do it five nights a week?
1: Oh, I I had school.
0: Okay, but after school. (laughs) Why not do it now?
1: Well, because it was an hour away, you know. I okay. to drive an hour. Yeah. And it wouldn't be busy. I like the busyness. Like, I like the energy of the club. I like that, you know, that, like, I don't know, everybody's really happy and excited. And I like that.
0: I get that. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it's only Saturday night on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, for sure.
1: It's way more fun performing for people. and
0: Plus, like, you don't. <laughs> It seems like you wouldn't want to hang out with the dudes that are coming in there on a Tuesday night at 7.
1: Those are the days when you want to go home. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I've been to a lot of strip clubs. Uh, I haven't been in probably like 10 years or so. But in my early 20s, we used to go a lot just for fun, me and my buddies. Um, But the most fun I ever had was with the girl that I was dating that became my wife. She's not my ex-wife, but uh, her and I she was so cool because you get different uh you get different energy and different attention when you're with a girl. Mm-hmm. And I never went cuz I was like trying to hook up with somebody or get somebody's number or something. I just went cuz so, whatever. We didn't have yeah. anything to do. We were just going to hang out. Uh but when I would go with my ex-wife, um she was cool like that. She she wouldn't get jealous or anything and Girls, it's like you're less intimidating if you have a lady with you. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like he passed the test of not yeah. being a complete weirdo. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like he's not here to try to get in my pants. You know, he's yeah. he's just coming here for fun or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that was always cool. I enjoyed going there with her. But um, there's a lot of strip clubs in Portland. Mm-hmm. I think there's more strip clubs per capita. Than any other city in America. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot.
0: Which is weird. I don't know why that is a thing. I haven't looked into why that's a thing either. Yeah. I
1: haven't questioned it. Like
0: it's probably <laughs> not now, two years into COVID. I'm sure a lot of them have shut down. But um, it is a fascinating way to make money. mm mm-hmm. um, Because, so you and you i'm sure it varies depending on where you go but there's no hourly rate right
1: no because they're independent contractors technically um i think some states do pay hourly cuz i know that like there was some kind of i don't know they were trying to be employees instead of independent contractors mm-hmm. um i don't know if there's like some states that do that but here at least everybody's independent contractor
0: so you're only getting whatever people are throwing Mm -hmm. while you're dancing or if you go later and do lap dances or whatever right and did they try to take a cut of
1: that yeah they will take it so it's from the privates they'll take the cut so it's usually like a percentage that mm, yeah usually not all clubs are like that but
0: So why not just do the pull? You get to keep all the pull?
1: Yeah. Unless you like tip out to like the DJ or security at the end of the night. Like Hmm. that's usually what I would do is just like, you know, give whatever percentage that I made to them.
0: Just to stay friends and be cool with them. So they protect me in the parking (laughs) lot. Somebody beats me up. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 And then after privates, you give it, yeah, the percentage. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how it usually worked with me.
0: Hmm. So, do you think they make much money?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. Well, I guess also it depends on the club. Again, like if it's a small club, maybe not so much,
0: but. Did you ever feel like it was exploitative? Like you weren't getting as much as you should have, and they were kind of just using you?
1: Mm, no. I mean, I knew going into it, like it's. It's kind of just that kind of cutthroat kind of environment Uh where it's like, you know, like they're very upfront, like this is how we work. This is what we want and Mm -hmm. you want this. So this is.
0: And would you have like meetings with the manager? Would he sit everybody down and be like, "Okay, tonight we're really. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) No, No, like (laughs) maybe you'd meet the owner of the club.
0: You never did.
1: I met, I met a few okay. of them okay. like, and the managers and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But mainly you just like walk in the door, show up, go to the room, get dressed and then start walking around. You didn't mm-hmm. really have to interact with anybody. Nope. Hmm.
1: Nope. And they're not on you about like, oh, you have to hustle so many, so, and so many people for money. And I was horrible at doing that. Like <laughs> coming up to strangers and like. Yeah, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't really my thing.
0: Yeah, how did you, you say that you're introverted and you um, had a tough time proposing, or not proposing, but like going to talk to people and, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with them and stuff. So how how did you get past that? Was it because you were switching to Kita?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's kind of an easier said thing you know then done thing too just like okay i'm going to switch personalities now um but also just keeping in mind like i'm probably never going to see this person again okay you know yeah. like it's dark in here they don't know who i am you know yeah and same thing applies to being on the stage like when you think about it, that's super uncomfortable you're really up close and personal with people with mm-hmm. your body so i actually felt like the least nervous when i was performing on stage cuz I kind of just went in my head and was like, "Just listen to the music and how you want." But
0: what's it like when there's a when you're in a round area and there's twenty dudes all staring at your butthole? What is that like? You know what I mean? Like, did it feel empowering? Did it mm. feel?
1: Like, what is that like I, I for me personally I just wasn't there
0: you just went somewhere else but it felt good because
1: and I you know I guess I should preference that wasn't really my move either like some girls do that you know <laughs>
0: I know that was just the first kid to my mind. <laughs> um it's so crazy like I could I can't understand it because I'm not a girl and I've never stripped before, but it seems like it could be so cool mm-hmm. from your perspective that like all these people want me. Like it could be this thing that like makes you feel really good, but then also like, I guess it'd just be based on your mood. Like maybe if there's some turd, like I said, who's just seems gross, then it could like throw off the whole thing.
1: For your whole shift
0: or? Just for, I don't know, for the dance or whatever. I've, I, Like I said, I've been to strip clubs and I've been around the gross dudes that are, you're just like, uh mm, I don't
1: know. I just wouldn't, re- <laughs> wouldn't really interact with them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I say that I like fit in when I was there, but no, I would be asked quite a few times by other girls. Like, why are you here? You know, I don't have any tattoos. Like, I don't stick out as, like, somebody kind of, like, I don't know. But
0: you you fit. I think that's why they hire different races and different body types and different tattoos and all that kind of stuff. Because everybody has a certain type Mm -hmm. that they're looking for. And that's what they go there for is to fantasize about whatever. And so, if you don't have any tattoos, that doesn't mean you don't fit in. Is that what they thought?
1: No, it's just like, I'm gonna this. like the the girls, like me being so introverted, kind of quiet, like not really. I don't know, being vivacious, maybe or something mm-hmm. like that. Kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but I would get that question quite. A- quite often from other girls
0: and did that make you want to quit no
1: no no <laughs> i'm used to that feeling so <laughs> you're just like you don't get it yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah huh that's pretty crazy so you think you would ever go back to doing it
1: mm. i have. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah so talk about what you're doing now
1: yeah um well, I mean, now I I teach it,
0: mm-hmm. so I and is that what you teach. do full time? No, no, okay. No,
1: um, I am still in school.
0: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, what do so, you study? Engineering. Okay.
1: I got I got my first engineering degree when I was, you know, working in Salem. Okay. And then moving up here, I didn't like it. And pandemic happened, and I'm just kind of like one of those pandemic. I don't know what do you call it, like, just switch, switch careers. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be a, a, you know, I'm good at this. I, I like it a lot and I have a lot of knowledge about it. So why don't I start teaching it? And so I did that. Um, and I, I do it part time. So, But I didn't want to leave engineering altogether. So mm-hmm. I'm getting like my second degree.
0: So what would you do for a living with engineering if you could have any any job you wanted?
1: I don't know like I'm just like I don't have a plan like there's no like I want to do A then B
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like that's kind of what I did the first round of college and that didn't really work out so great you know so I was just not tying myself down to a certain outcome and being disappointed.
0: I can relate to that. It's hard to figure it out sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: yeah. it's
0: better to just get a skill
1: and then see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You never know like what what opportunities. Like I didn't think that I would be going back for this degree and in doing this specific job that I'm doing. It's just kind of life happens and I guess part of it's luck, other part chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Slight push of your own will, you know? <laughs> that yeah
0: if you could teach pole for a living would you do that would that be fulfilling
1: i like it but i don't think i could do it full time yeah because i am a very introverted person and i give out my energy to people when i teach and i yeah. feel that at the end of teaching like three classes i'm just like kind of wiped
0: you get exhausted from just yeah,
1: yeah. and some people like they get energy from like extroverted people like they want to talk and after talking to people they got more energy yeah. and um yeah, I've never been like that so I know I can't do a full time yeah. but I do love it when I when I've got my battery charged so to say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you've got a studio and you do classes how often?
1: I teach group classes Tuesdays and Thursdays in the evening okay. and then I do a lot of private lessons as well. Cool.
0: Yeah. So, what what are the majority of people that come to you that want to do it? Are they just looking for a new skill?
1: Yeah. Um, I mo- mostly it's women. Um, you have dudes. I yeah. I, yeah. I, I do. Um, not as common. Yeah. but But. Um, and I think the women and men. I think the co- most common thing when I ask, like, oh, you know, maybe try pole dancing for? They're like, no. And then they'll go off and kind of say. It looked fun, you know, I don't like the typical form of exercise and I want to try something new and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
0: equate it with gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, you have something that's that's bracing your weight. Like, but it's, if you've seen somebody do pull and they're good at it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like a legit skill. For yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it yeah, it takes like when you get to those higher up levels of like, you know, if you're at it for a few years, like you you do some pretty crazy stuff with your body, like mm-hmm. flexibility, strength, endurance, like it's all there. It's, yeah. It's a lot like gymnastics, yeah.
0: Yeah. It just seems like the the difficult part would be being able to practice? Because how how hard is it to put one in your house or your garage or something?
1: Um, a lot of my students, like, I say, oh, yeah, like, get a pole if you have the opportunity. And the major thing is, like, oh, I don't have the space yeah. or, like, I'm worried about my ceilings or something like that, like that. And it is kind of hard to find that kind of space because mm-hmm. you need, like, a certain perimeter, you know, that you can really reach out and expand your body while you're dancing and all that. Yeah. know hit your tv or something with your foot you know
0: (laughs) well and you said that they were nine foot poles at the club in Mm -hmm. Salem but what is ideal how high would you like it to be
1: I mean nine foot's good um ideally at like a 10 feet would be nice not like a huge difference
0: one extra foot will help you do it does yeah yeah.
1: especially if you're taller you know how tall are you I'm five nine, but in heels, you know, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. starting to touch the ceiling at that point, yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah, um, but yeah, having that extra space, it kind of it gives you a little bit of extra room to experiment with new movements because you're you're kind of slipping down the pole sometimes when you're mm-hmm. trying something new. You're learning it. You're like, okay, where do I position this arm? You know. Things like that. You need mm-hmm. a little bit of time to think and maybe, you know, having that space is helpful.
0: And so how do you figure out new moves and stuff? Do you try things or do, is there somebody you can like watch online that you get stuff from?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was was actually in the club. Again, not the greatest you know, place to learn. Um, so a lot of like other dancers would tell me, you know, give me tips or I would see them and I would... You're like, oh, that's like, that's a cool move. Like, they put their arm here, that leg there, you know. And it's just a lot of trial and error. Um, and I, 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 personally, I think I picked up pole dancing not because I was strong to begin with, but because I'm pretty good at mimicking, like, like, um, like movement and kind mm-hmm. of like seeing where where's the power coming from. Okay. You know, and that's a lot of what pole is. It's where is the momentum coming from that's giving me, you know, all this power to move forward and around the pole, whether it's on static or it's on spin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of and that's really fun, actually, to figure that out. And then when you unlock a move, it's like, wow, like this, you know, it's a new skill and I can I can build on it. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a lot of fun.
0: It's pretty cool. And uh, do you go to clubs still to observe other people and see what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and sometimes I perform.
0: Uh, oh, you still, you still do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like kind of like a guest performer. Because uh-huh. I the, honestly, like that was my favorite part, I think, of just like having that outlet of just like – it's like a creative outlet, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like you put this choreography together and <clears throat> you perform it and – People can interpret it any way they want.
0: So you have a song that you have specific moves choreographed throughout the whole song.
1: No, not the whole song. I mean, there's there's some times where I'll put a lot of effort into choreograph, but a lot of it's freestyle. Okay, and that's really fun because it's just like you're just moving to the song and what you're feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: in time with. The beat and the, yeah. the verse and the chorus and everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's a skill that you get over time with pole too. Because, like I said, I was not a dancer. Yeah. Before this, and I just... know
0: I find that fascinating that you hadn't done anything and you just walked in. And you're like, hey, this is what I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional dancer. Now.
0: <laughs> that takes so much courage. Do you know that to just walk in and start doing that? That's crazy. Well, I felt, I felt pretty nervous. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you surprise yourself, though. Like, I look back at that and I'm like, how did how did I do that? Like, why? I don't know. You just get, like, a surge of courage or you just want to do something so badly. You're just like, forget how I feel. I'm just mm-hmm. going to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So do you have... Do you have a favorite song or a favorite artist or a favorite like genre of music that you like dancing to or it doesn't matter?
1: It's all over the board. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll feel really high energy and, you know, I'll listen to like some aggressive like, you know, EDM type music. And other uh-huh. days like I'm feeling really, you know, low energy or maybe a little bit more graceful and I'll even throwing classical music like it really like there's this very wide spectrum
0: that's cool you're just like i'm gonna see what happens with mozart
1: yeah (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) wow and so what about like uh what about ballet or have you have you considered investigating like other types of dance because you're so into this
1: no no
0: this is like the path that you, that you enjoy, so you stick with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like it's not even dancing. It's just, I mean, it's dancing, but like, I don't know. I just, I like the, it can be so intense sometimes, mm-hmm. like the power you're putting into it. But I, I guess like other forms of dance would do that as well. But mm-hmm. I'm just kind of obsessed with pole, so I just focus
0: on it. So do you still do... Uh, the static, or do you only do the spin? The I spin do both. Ball? You do both, yeah.
1: Because there's different things that you can do. Like on a static, you can, you know, you're you're really driving forward with that. You know, like you really got to put in a lot of power for certain movements. Whereas spin, it's like you sometimes you have to tame that down a little bit
0: yeah what if you get going too fast yeah that's the thing like
1: you have to you you gauge like okay how how open do i put my body how you know how much speed am i throwing my leg forward yeah yeah
0: do you ever scare yourself
1: when i'm falling (laughs) and
0: that happens yeah
1: you know you don't hook a knee right or something and and you feel it you're like i'm i'm gonna fall (laughs) and it just happens (laughs) you know the wind gets knocked out of you sometimes. Hmm. I've never broken anything. That's cool. I've had injuries, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunately, like, somewhat common, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a new way of moving your body. So that, that kind of thing is going to happen. What, how much
0: does the not having clothes on factor into it? Like, would you do, like, is that part? Do you appreciate that part too? Or would you just do it in jeans if you could? You know what I mean? Jeans and a sweatshirt. Like, do you like not having clothes on?
1: Like when you're working at a club or when you're practicing just to practice? Anytime.
0: If, it didn't, if people didn't care and you could just do it naked if you wanted to, would that mm-hmm. be better?
1: Well, let me put it this way. If I had a pole in my house and I was practicing and nobody was watching, I would probably wear... What I typically wear, which is, you know, just like some shorts and some kind of sport bra Mm -hmm. or short top. Mm -hmm. And I find that pretty comfortable. You know, I I wouldn't be naked in my living room, you know, (laughs) dancing. (laughs) I guess I don't. I guess, no, I don't enjoy being totally butt naked dancing Mm -hmm. on the pole because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's exposed skin and <laughs> doesn't feel too great yeah, things can um, burn right yeah there's certain moves where you don't really you want a little bit of fabric in places um but no you need you you definitely need first for some for some pole you need little clothing because you need that skin contact Yeah, you know? because
0: it creates friction yeah
1: yeah it's it's that grip you know yeah. um it's something that people struggle with a lot when they start pull is actually their hand grip. Like they're like, oh, my hands are sweaty or they're weak. Like how much pressure do I apply with my hands? And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you've, you've got some skin gripping here, but a lot of it's like how much am I holding on for dear life here?
0: Yeah. Well, and I have this very vivid memory of every time a new dancer would come up, they always wipe the pole down. Mm-hmm. And is that to get germs off or is that to just clear sweat or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. It's, there's germs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, uh, well, it also makes it a little less slick as mm-hmm. well. And you can use like grip aids. And that's pretty common for pole dancers to use. It kind of makes it so it's easier for you to grab onto the pole and stuff like that um
0: stuff you put on your hands mm -hmm, yeah Yeah.
1: so it's like a and there's there's different forms of it yeah like chalk or something right not chalk, so to say it kind of like makes your hands like if i was to move on the table like this Uh like it's it kind of causes that jerky grippy feeling against the metal that you're gripping and, and sometimes people have really sweaty hands or they wear lotion, God, to class. <laughs> and it's just, I had this one woman wear like coconut oil before she came in. I was oh, like, no. I don't know if we can do pole today. <laughs> we can try.
0: Yeah. Ruin it for everybody, right? Because then yeah. it's just, <laughs> all
1: over it's the hard pole. to get it off. Yeah. So that, you know, and dancers wear lotion sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, she's kind of messed up the pole for me now. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, you need that skin contact, Mm -hmm. like, all over your body sometimes. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you can get away with just wearing, like, leggings and if you're not doing, like, a bunch of stuff that requires gripping.
0: Mm -hmm. Like floor work. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, in the meantime, you're teaching this class two times a week. And is the goal to have a 100 people? Or, I mean, you can't there's probably like a threshold where you can't take on too many people. Right. Cause yeah. otherwise you, you would need a poll for every single person. Right. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it probably benefits you to have like smaller class sizes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and that's kind of what I operate with It's you have five polls And so mm-hmm. it's, it's really small, like group classes and it's not like overwhelming where people are kind of feeling a little bit left behind and stuff like that. Um, And that's the biggest problem for me when I'm teaching group classes is there's this really big spectrum of, you know, some people pick it up really quickly, whereas some people are really struggling and having that smaller class size lets me kind of focus a little bit more.
0: Well, yeah, I imagine it's like any other thing, like it's not for everybody and you can't just because you're six years old doesn't mean you should play t-ball.
1: Yeah. You know, some,
0: (laughs) some people just get it and some people don't.
1: Well, and I would actually argue that it could be for everybody, like you could be you know three hundred pounds and never lifted a weight in your life, and it could still be for you because there's so many styles to pole dancing, and they actually have names and stuff hmm. uh that you know I don't really know the names of all of them but um and and it's it's not like um. There's no official way of interpreting like, oh, to be a pole dancer, you have to have this skill, this skill. It's, you know, maybe you're just really good at walking around the pole and, you know, doing some waves and that's a pole dancer, mm-hmm. you know, or you could you know, do crazy stuff. And So,
0: I mean, you don't have to like share details of people that are coming to see you and do it. But what uh, if you could like broadly generalize what the main goal of anybody is are they trying to spice up their marriage are they trying to develop a new skill are they just trying to get stronger like what what's the main reason people come to do it
1: um i've never nobody's ever told me it's to spice up their marriage really (laughs) as of yet i mean maybe they are but they're not telling me (laughs) um i think the biggest thing is people come in and and they want to get stronger Uh or confident and, and learn a new skill yeah Yeah. I mean, it's a fun thing. It's a fun process. Like, it's interesting when I get people that have never done it before and they start moving around the pole like this is fun, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a kid playing on on a a playground, you know, they're just like experimenting with things. And it's like, okay, if you do this, then you can do this. And like, what? Like, I didn't even think about that, you know? So it's nice watching adults, you know, <laughs> you know, have fun like a kid would on, on a yeah. jungle gym almost. Yeah, that's that's it's, cool. It's exciting for them. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, um, we'll put the, the stuff in the bio if you want to, um, to get more people to come out and see you potentially. Yeah. If that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, this was awesome. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. For sure.